0: Salespeople are good at selling, Um, even though real estate, it's tough to call it a sales job, but there is elements of sales in it. But what generally speaking, if you're a good realtor, you're not good at is the administrative stuff. You know, if you're good with people and you're good showing property, you're probably not the best at keeping track of, you know, every single piece of paper that needs to be turned into your broker to get paid at the end. So recruit good people um, and then provide them with a ton of support and let them do what they do best. And that's go out there and shake hands and get people into houses, you know?
1: Hello and welcome to The Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Agent Podcast. Today, I'm here with my buddy Nick out of Naples, Florida. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Glad you're here. So yeah, you why real estate?
0: I kind of fell into real estate. It was not intentional. Um, I was you know, coming out of college and uh, didn't really have a... a, a definite plan. And actually my dad has had his broker's license for decades. He never practiced real estate, but he just, he was a serial entrepreneur. He had his broker's license and he came to my room one day, I was still living at home and said, you know, you should get your real estate license. And, uh, this would have been probably 2013, late 2013. And, uh, that's what I did. So a few weeks later I enrolled at Larson education, which is where everybody goes to get the real estate license in, in Naples. And, um, by 2014 I was licensed and doing real estate full-time that's awesome. Yeah
1: what, uh, what did you go to college for? Um, I didn't graduate.
0: I was studying marketing okay. at Florida Gulf Coast University. And actually, I tried to do both. Uh, at the beginning, I tried to be a full-time sure. student and a full-time realtor. And um, I I've told the story many times, but I was in an accounting class and I was I was negotiating a, a deals, one of my first deals. And I kept having to get up out of the class and walk into the hallway to answer the phone call and negotiate the deal and uh i i think the next day i dropped out and i was like you know what i can't do both like yeah, i don't what have I any doing? desire to yeah i don't i don't want to stand up and get out of class every time i have a phone call so um i dropped out shortly after and uh, i would have been 2014 i've been doing it full-time ever since
1: well, congrats man that's awesome yeah thanks what impact has your dad had mm-hmm. in your real estate business being that he's a serial entrepreneur right because you mm-hmm. don't learn in real estate school that you are starting a business or that you just yeah. became a startup company or that you're an entrepreneur. They don't mm-hmm. teach you that, right? They teach you how to get your license and then boom, you're on your own, good luck sailing. Yeah, how is, you're 100% right. How has that help, helped you with your dad around?
0: Um, it's been, I, I, I mean, he's had a huge impact on my business. Not even so much on the X's of O's of how to sell real estate, but more like what you're talking about with the mindset of real estate, of entrepreneurship in general. Um, but also, marketing, my dad was in the publishing business and still is. So, uh, you know, mailers, for instance, you know, farming neighborhoods and areas like that's that whole mindset 100% has come from him, which is huge because, we, like you just said, I mean, when you come out of real estate school, you're, you're, you have a license, but you don't know, you have no idea what to do. Not only how to sell a home, but I mean, ha- that you're even a business. I mean, the idea of being your own business and, and your name is the company um it's just something that's not taught in real estate school and i think that's probably a big oversight but um the only way you learn that is hands-on you know is doing it and figuring it out but i mean his, his impact on me has been huge from mindset to marketing to like i said i mean even print i mean he's been in the print business did magazines for years so you know just the idea of how to uh, you know do graphic design and print and all that has come from him so i would say a huge impact on my business
1: So let's start with mindset, because that's something Mm -hmm. that doesn't get talked about a lot. And then we'll move on to the marketing component of it and, you know, Mm -hmm. what, where you started, where you are now, what's working, what's not working, what you recommend, what you don't. But let's talk about mindset. Let's dive in a little bit. What are some key elements over the last, you know, 10 years now, almost 10 years now that you've been in real estate that you have adapted or took on or changed within yourself that has helped you grow your business and you know change the dynamic of maybe what would have been
0: yeah it's a good question I think this is something I'm still working on I, I you know this is probably the weakest part of my business I'd say um, to be to be frank but I think for me treating it like a business number one but you know things like um, past client marketing you know the, the thing anything you would have to do to grow a successful, LED lighting company or, uh, you know, a restaurant or whatever it is, like the, sa- the same principles apply across the board. It's just a matter of applying those to yourself versus a company. Um, so I was very transactional for for my first several years of getting into real estate. When I say several, like five or six years, i said very transactional, you know, close on the home and kind of call it a day where in the last three to four years, I've really been implementing you know, uh, my wife's been helping with this too, but staying in touch with past clients, being much more relational, approaching it as a business and an entrepreneur, um, a huge mindset shift. And uh, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence. The last three years have been the best three years I've had. So it's, um, certainly been helpful.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What are you doing daily to help facilitate and grow your mindset? Are you into personal development?
0: Somewhat, uh, you know, I don't really, you know, I read, but, um, you know, I don't have a real estate coach or anything like that. Uh, personal development, I do have some close friends in real estate, um, and we are constantly texting and, and, you know, figuring out what works for us and what doesn't. That's probably, you know, I've gotten some great ideas from that um, over the last few months, but, um, you know, I don't have a real estate coach uh, other than reading and, and talking with peers. That's where I get most of my ideas from.
1: So, talking about ideas, let's jump on marketing. What are you mm-hmm. actively doing now that's working to grow your business that you do consistently?
0: Yeah, I think to back up a little bit, mainly where my business comes from is still internet leads. Uh, Boontown okay. specifically is what my brokerage does. So I'm with a company, I, I've been with the same company pretty much my entire career in real estate and they are uh, they big leads. So we're big into Boontown. I get thousands of leads from downtown. It's a major player in, in how I grow my business. And that's been the primary source of my business for since I got into real estate. Lately, though, I think if if I was going to coach a, a realtor just getting into business day one, I would say stay in touch with past clients that from the first home that you ever sell. Start a mailing list and stay in touch with those people consistently. I think that's probably the biggest mistake I made is even in the last 24 months that I have been keeping in touch with past clients better, I've noticed just more referrals from that. Um it, it's been it's been great. So that's one area that that's grown my business where it's not just new, fresh business, I'm also getting repeat clients on the back end, um, which has grown it you know tremendously. And then third, uh, this is something I've started really heavily in the last 12 months, but farming, uh, you know, going after specific neighborhoods, especially one where you know, I, we, we have a house now in, in Bonita Springs, Florida, but we're building another house and starting to really farm the area that we're going to be moving into consistently, um, at least once a month for the last 12 to 16 months. That's the third avenue that, you know, you see some serious growth of business there as well.
1: So you said you're getting thousands of leads from Boomtown. Mm-hmm. Are you getting thousands of leads a month from Boomtown that you're um, through calling, no, texting, emailing? Like, how is that working? I,
0: Yeah. So definitely I call text and email every lead that I get, but I wouldn't say thousands per month. If I had to guess, I'd say a year, I probably get, um, four to 5,000 leads a year, something like that.
1: Still Um, four or 500 a month, you know? Yeah, that's definitely realistic. Um,
0: and you know, it's, the online leads are a, it's a grind. Uh, you know, it's a numbers game, whether you're doing Zillow or boomtown or Sync or or whatever you're doing. Um, you know, the conversion
1: rate is pretty low. Right, a, So you 1% so to, to 3% have. Percent is standard. Is that kind of what you're seeing?
0: That, I, I'm definitely following that ballpark. I would say if you were converting 3% of leads, then you are an absolute rock star. I'm um, mm-hmm. probably, I, if I had to guess, 1.5%, 2% um, is probably where I'm at. But that's a lot of times, especially on these filter Facebook pages, I see re- agents that are constantly asking for what, what lead sources are you using? And then in the comments below, that'll be, we used XYZ and it was terrible. The leads were garbage. Well, those comments will always be there. And I, I think, well, most of them are garbage, you know, no matter what lead source you use, but you have to get enough leads that if you're working in that one to 3%, you can do the math, it's a math equation. How many leads do you have to get if you're going to convert between one and 3% to generate enough GCI to to make sense? And so I think people have the wrong idea of internet leads going into it. They think they're going to convert at 50% or something. And I, I mean, it's impossible. I, I mean, nothing converts that high. So I think the, the highest I've ever even, heard of was an agent that claims they convert about 10% of leads, uh, which I which is insane if that's true.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And for your farming areas, what type of marketing are you doing to stay top of mind and keep in touch? Are you doing direct mail, um, print yeah. type stuff? or? Yeah. Direct mail,
0: um, specifically. Funny enough, I actually wasn't planning this, but I have a flyer here. But uh, yeah, direct mail. It's uh, a trifold specifically. So it kind of We'll see here if i open it up but it folds out and so i have you know data graphs for the communities in there and, and that type of stuff so yep it's all direct mail primarily and then you know i think direct mail is great but i think another mistake you just make with direct mail is you can't just do direct mail you have to do direct mail and pair it with meeting these people actually in person i think that's where the real synergy of, of farming comes in is if you're meeting them going to dinner with them shaking their hand playing tennis golf whatever and they're also seeing your face in the mailbox every month that's where you start to really get some results Um, because i mean you know if you live in a nice community down here you're getting probably you know 10 postcards a month right so it's the people that are actually going above and beyond and, and hosting events and meeting them on top of that that are the ones i see really pulling in numbers from farming
1: are you switching up what you send them as far as graphics and data and information on those flyers every month? Yeah, I am. Yeah,
0: so I pretty much just chat just a chart just using the MLS that we have down here. it's It's very easy. I, there's four communities specifically that I'm targeting, and I just pull the data every month for you know percentage of list, price, inventory, how many days on market, pretty much the same graphs every month and just adjust those. And then I might switch out a third panel to like a few months ago, I ran a, a coupon for a brewery, a local brewery. It was a buy one, get one. Um, which I thought might be nice to kind of feature some local businesses. Sure. I and mean, I did get some, some good comments on that, but primarily it's, it's uh, information you know it's, it, I want to be branded as the expert, you know, so when people see it, I want to open it up and, and get some information out of it.
1: I love that. Mm-hmm. What else are you doing for touch points and to stay top of mind with your database? whether it's past clients or farm area, how are you keeping in touch with these people?
0: Um, the third, one of the things we started to do, I'd say, in the last 12 months is my wife's been helping with this, but we've been, we have been scheduling house anniversaries. So on the one-year anniversary of, of whenever they close, uh, we've been doing handwritten cards, but also um, lately I've also been reaching out with, uh, with a text message or a phone call because I, 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 kind of, I felt the cards were good, but just lost in the mail or didn't notice it. So I've kind of transitioned that to, you know, having a calendar reminder every time someone's closing is coming up and then reaching out to them and with a personal touch. That's something we've just started doing in the last, I, I mean, literally several months, but I've already gotten some good, good feedback from that.
1: Let's talk about systems a little bit. Um, one of the mm-hmm. things that I've noticed is over the past few years with some of the detail that you had sent me, that like you've been scaling up quite a bit in your business, mm-hmm. how are you doing that and staying organized and not forgetting things and yeah. you know, not dropping the ball as they say? Have you implemented certain systems? Have you assembled a team? Have you hired a transaction coordinator? What do you have going mm-hmm. on on kind of the back end of your business?
0: Yeah, kind of all of the above, actually. So Boomtown is, I think, probably the strongest feature of Boomtown is its CRM system. Um, it's a really good CRM. It's not just a lead. Uh, I don't know what you, how familiar you are with Boomtown, but some people might think it's just a way to generate leads online, and it is that. But the, the follow-up system on the back end is actually excellent. The only one I know that's even remotely close would be Follow-Up Boss. I've heard really good things about Follow-Up Boss. But um, Boomtown is still far and away the number one way I keep in touch and send out property updates, uh, text messages. Uh, That's still where I keep most of my reminders on my calendars in Boomtown. Also, the the company I work for is an interesting company because my split is higher there than a lot of brokerages might be. Uh, Part of that's because they provide me leads and and I convert those. But two, there's a bunch of support there. So I have three administrative assistants. I have two assistants for uh, pre-going under contract and then one for post-contract. And they are indispensable, especially like right now I've got Looking at my board, I counted it. Really. I've got twenty. We've got twenty homes under contract between buyers and sellers, and it'd be impossible to manage that by myself. Like, yeah, that's a done. lot. Yeah, so um, having you know people that uh, schedule my showings, they write contracts. If I'm out in the field showing a house and I have someone that needs to make an offer, I can just email them the terms. They put it on paper and submit it. But also the post contract stuff. HOA applications, uh, condo docs, receipt of condo docs. I mean, all that stuff that really grinds a, an agent down that they have to think about from a day-to-day basis. And then their commission check is held up at the end because they haven't turned in all the compliance and that type of stuff. That, that's all uh, done through my brokerage. So it's an interesting brokerage. I can't say enough good things about it, but that's been huge for me.
1: How are you spending your time with all that support on the back end? Where Can you mm-hmm. break up a day for me? To tell me what that looks sure. like for you
0: yeah, primarily my days are spent either showing property and then on days I'm not showing property, it's calling leads. Um, so, you know, we were talking about before, uh, but get get a lot of leads in a month. So I have to do everything from call them, text them, email them, set a safe search uh, for them. So I, I just look at what the properties they're looking at on my site. And then I try to match that criteria with a, a, a safe search so that whenever a listing hits the market, it gets sent to them in that same criteria. So on days that I'm not out actively showing homes at home or in my office, calling these people, I mean, phone call, text message, email, uh, setting reminders when I get someone on the phone, when they're coming into town, uh, reminders to stay in touch. It's it's a a good part of my day. I'd say roughly two to four hours a day is spent on the phone, Monday through Friday.
1: It's great that you have that admin support on the back end because that Mm -hmm. can be very taxing. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs and people and agents in general out there that just don't want to deal with that. You know, like,
0: yeah, because I think I, this is something my dad told me from an early age he's been a salesman as well, but salespeople are good at selling. Um, even though real estate, it's tough to call it a sales job, but there is elements of sales in it. But what generally speaking, if you're a good realtor, you're not good at is the administrative stuff. You know, if you're good with people and you're good sharing property, you're probably not the best at keeping track of, you know, every single piece of paper that needs to be turned into your broker to get paid at the end. So I think that was the guy that owns equity realty. His name is Tim. He's a good guy, but that was his theory going into it is recruit good people. Um, and then provide them with a ton of support and let them do what they do best. And that's go out there and shake hands and get people in the houses, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's the goal, right? Get them in uh-huh. houses. Yep. What's the future look like for Nick and his real estate team?
0: Yeah, the goal with me, really to transition more to the listing side and the buyer side. Um, heavily on the buyer's agent side, and that just is the nature of the business with internet leads. But, you know, I don't want to be 50 years old working internet leads. So the goal would be, uh, you know, do transition at some point. And that's part of the farming aspect of what I'm growing. But uh, right now, I'm probably 80, 20 buyers to sellers. And I'd obviously love for that to be the exact inverse uh, of that. And it will. Um just takes time, you know, branding yourself as an expert, especially where I'm at, because it's an interesting market. Every gated communities everywhere, and there's eight thousand realtors in the Naples area, so it's a competitive market. And whenever you have a, a gated community, there's multiple realtors that live in the community, so it's a competitive field. It just takes time to kind of brand yourself as an expert. Um, but that's my long-term goal, especially with kids coming, first one coming in a couple of weeks is...
1: Yeah, congrats. Man.
0: Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. But more, more control over my day, my schedule, and um, yeah, just growing the selling side of the business, really.
1: What is something that you wish you would have known or you wish somebody would have told you when you first started your business back in the day? What are a couple of things that we can pull out of your both successes and failures to mm-hmm. pay forward to other agents out there?
0: Yeah. I think, well, I kind of already gave one of them away, but I keep going back to it. My, my, my biggest mistake the first couple of years was not, was being too transactional and not relational enough. Right. Um, and not sitting in touch with past clients. And that definitely cost me some business. So, um, certainly would advise any agent getting into the business now to, this is a relation business. It's not a, uh, there's a transactional element to it, but at the end of the day being relational and becoming a person's friends and actually caring about that person and what they want to accomplish is the best way to grow your business and then pairing that with all the systems and marketing that that are out there and those are great tools that's to me the top agents in this area that are selling 50 plus million a year 100 million a year I see that with every single one of them they're they're out on the boat with friends they're out on the golf course with friends they're growing their sphere of influence while also staying in touch with past clients and that uh, yeah. And I can't say it enough. I think that's probably a huge reason why the last three three years have been what they've been, is I've been adding those elements to my business.
1: Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Nick, where can people find you if they want to get in touch, buy a home in Naples, Florida, or sure. just ask for help?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So my email address is NIC, it's Nick with no okay, K, at uh, nicspano.com, or you could always just go to my website, nicspano.com, and that'll Rock Sheets Equity Realty, and uh, you can check out every property in Maples, Florida if you want to.
1: It's awesome. Nick, thanks for a great show, man. Appreciate you coming on and sharing with us today. Yeah, appreciate the time. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll see you on the next one.